0: I'm Duncan McLeod, and this is TCS, The Tech Central Show. You know where to subscribe by now, but if you're new in these parts, youtube.com slash techcentral is the address. Hit that subscribe button, hit the bell icon, and you'll never miss another episode. You can also get our newsletter delivered to your inbox every morning, 5 a.m. at techcentral.co.za slash newsletter. Now, Woolies shoppers may be interested in our next story, a company called Ever Electric, which describes itself as an EV as a service startup, EV how do you pronounce it, e Electric Vehicle as a
1: Service. As a Service.
0: Yeah. Um, You've just concluded an interesting uh, agreement with uh, Woolworths to supply a fleet of electric vans mm-hmm. for food delivery and other purposes within the Woolworths stable. And to chat about all of this, I'm joined in the Tech Central studio by, let me try and get this right, Endia Magadagela. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> the company's uh, CEO and co-founder, India, welcome. Thanks for your time.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks, Duncan, for having me here.
0: Tell me a bit about Evelectric and where the idea for the business came from.
1: Yeah, so we started in South Africa in uh, around 2018. That's when we went into full force into a research into the industry uh, into electric vehicles. Who is we? We, so it's myself, get Magadagera, co-founder. I've got two other uh, partners, Wesley van der Walt and uh, Paul Plummer. We all met dur- during articles. We were at Deloitte together oh, doing right. CA articles many, many years ago. And over the years, we always spoke about the fact that we will start a business together and and the electric fantastic. mobility uh, section of the market really, really just interested mm. us. And we started in, in 2018. So you're
0: a bunch of friends who decided bunch to of, go into business who, together. Yeah,
1: a bunch of friends. Initially, colleagues then became, you know, good friends. And then now we're business
0: partners. So how many of you are there in the f- founders of the business? Three of us. Three, three of, of you. Us, yeah. And the other two are? What are they uh,
1: names? Wesley van der Walt and mm-hmm. Paul Plummer.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fantastic. So going for about... For 2023, 20, five years now. Yeah, almost five years. Yeah. What is your background? You you said you were doing your articles at, at uh, Deloitte. Um, yeah. What were you studying towards? What were you hoping to become before you decided to go into entrepreneurship? <laughs>
1: uh, so I'm I'm a chartered accountant by training. So I, I was at Deloitte, and then I went okay. over to the Industrial Development Corporation. So I was a deal maker actually on oh, yeah. my on mm-hmm. my corporate life, and then I was at Momentum Metropolitan in their Mergers and Acquisitions unit as right. well. Just before I left uh, to to start to to join Um and and yeah, so when it was incorporated, I decided to sort of move over and and focus on entrepreneurship.
0: Okay, so yeah. you were, while you were at the IDC, you saw. You saw these startups being funded, and you thought, "Well, that could be me."
1: It could be me, but I mean, sometimes (laughs) you look at it and you think, "I could also run away from this," you know. But I I think we chose to. It's a lot of hard work running,
0: starting a company. Definitely, Mm -hmm. definitely. Okay, great. Okay, so um, you've been you've done several proofs of concept since you launched the uh, the business. Um, Take me through the sort of timeline and what you've been doing, and uh, how maybe a brief summary of, of what led up to the. The deal with Woolworths. Yeah,
1: so uh, we do R and D. We we go around the world. We try and look for products like electric vehicles that would be fit for purpose for for uh, for delivery players uh, specifically. And then in in 2019, we then get in touch with the business called Psyche, uh, which is where we got our electric panel van from. Syke. This
0: is a Chinese
1: Chinese yeah, vehicle manufacturer. Chinese vehicle manufacturer. The fourth largest manufacturer of electric vehicles globally, wow. second manufacturer of vehicles, our biggest manufacturer of vehicles globally mm-hmm. as well. So, uh, you know, in terms of internal combustion engines. So we, we obviously needed to find a product that will not fall apart. And sure. so that's why we went with guys that are reputable. So I mean that was sort of the genesis of the business. There were kind of a few things that we needed to put down. Mm-hmm. Firstly, get a good product that we can put on South African roads. Secondly, as a startup we needed to raise the funding to you know, to, to buy those vehicles and then we needed to find, uh, clients and so we came across Woolworths as as a client through mm-hmm. DSV and others that that will also be coming out with with public announcements probably in the next couple of of weeks. So we, okay. we'll just leave that. You'll right. be the first one to know <laughs> when they do come out. But um, then our relationship with Woolworths started two years ago when we did bring in uh, some of these electric panel vans. Okay. and we started to run a proof of concept in in South Africa with Woolworths and and, and other clients. Okay. Okay. Um, and really just to validate the the product on South African roads with all the challenges that we have, you know, in South
0: Africa. Um, yeah. And, and I, I have to ask, and I'm sure you yeah. get this question in every interview, but yeah. I have to ask it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. South Africa has stage six load shedding currently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, are you mad? Electric panel vans, electric delivery vehicles in a market where there's n- virtually no electricity. Yeah. Um, isn't this, aren't you asking, on oh no, hiding to nothing here?
1: Uh, so yes, very valid question and I think it, it wouldn't be an EV uh, discussion in South Africa without asking about about load shedding. Mm-hmm. We've been running for the last two years and I can tell you that we've had 100% operational uptime even in the worst of load shedding and there's a couple of things that make that possible. Okay. Firstly, um, we as much as possible we are connected to renewable energy. So so we will connect to the solar um, rooftop that is uh, you know, put down by our clients as okay. a first, as a go-to you know, sort of position. We, we try as much as possible to keep it as green as possible. If not, then we schedule around load shedding. So we always use the analogy of cell phones that mm-hmm. you and I, we keep our cell phones charged um, even with load shedding because you know what the schedule of load shedding is, mm-hmm. right? And that's how we've been able to sort of schedule around it. If we know that electricity will not be available between this and this time, then we, we are able to allow, to let our clients know when to, okay. when to charge. But how do we let them know? We are also connected to our vehicles and chargers in real time through our Internet of Things layer. So, you know, I, I think in 2023, you cannot really run a business manually anymore. Yeah. You do have to have some sort of, uh, you know, view of of what the vehicles and what the chargers are doing so we're able to optimize for their charging
0: so you've got some sort of IoT device that's installed in each of these vehicles yeah. that sends telemetry da- telemetry data back to to your Data center yeah, or correct. your central point, yeah. um, and uh, what does that data actually tell you? It's charge level of the vehicle. What else? What other information? Yeah, so it gathering? will tell
1: me the charge level of, of of the vehicle. It will tell me how much carbon my client is saving because that is important for the likes of Woolworths to also report on. But it will also uh, tell tell me to tell my driver if they are now about to run out of charge, and then I will route them to the nearest charger, okay. which is outside of my network. So there are other charge uh, providers in the country, the likes of grid cars, etc. Okay. I'm able to route my vehicles to some of those chargers if they are too far from my charger. Right. So I mean, we are at version 0.01 of our IoT layer building of this, you know, back end, but f- so far, it's really worked. And I think we will be able to come up with a really good um, device that can actually help other okay. other players or other fleet managers in this, in this industry. In the so future. are you building
0: this technology in-house?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what we've done is we've taken the best of other technologies that, that support EV, uh, you know, electric vehicles, and we've put it together. But we're also building on the back end on, on those so that we, mm-hmm. we have a, a, a product that is customized for South African fleets and for, for our clients. Amazing. As well. Okay. Yeah. So
0: what is Woolworths actually using these vehicles to do?
1: So they have taken half of their uh, food delivery fleet electric. So half of it. Half okay. of it. Yeah. yeah. So they 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 are now sitting at forty one vehicles. Some of them, most of them, are in Gauteng, and uh, there's about eleven in in Cape Town. And these
0: are all psych
1: All vehicles. psych Maxes S- panel one ton panel vans with uh, five cubes of volumetric space at right. the back. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Um. Okay. And is the intention uh, for Woolworths to? Replace its ICE or internal combustion engine vehicles in their entirety at some point. Yes,
1: um, yes, uh, th- that is their intention. They do intend to to move also to Durban, uh, etc. But I think it's important, maybe while we're talking about replacing an entire fleet, just also for other fleet managers mm. that might be uh, watching the you know th- this recording. Um, What's important for us is not that fleet managers replace their entire fleet. There mm-hmm. they have to be a couple of things that make sense before they decide to do that. So firstly, operationally, it shouldn't be that they have to change too much. So mm. if they were able to do 300 kilometers on an ICE vehicle, they should be able to do the same on, yeah. on an electric vehicle. And can
0: they? They can. 300 kilometers 300 of
1: kilometers range. of range. And, and for urban logistics, they are able to do that. So, Does that
0: typically last a whole day?
1: It typically lasts a whole day. At times, we've seen clients not even charging overnight on some days and kind of skipping oh, a day because, okay. you know, it depends on the routes that they are doing. So before we introduce the solution to any prospective client, we always sit down and say, which of your vehicles are doing the higher number of kilometers? Which are within the 300 range? Mm-hmm. Because there's a certain Point where, if you're doing enough kilometers, then you're at parity with your ICE vehicle, mm-hmm. or you're saving money. But there's, if you're doing way less mm-hmm. kilometers than that, then we 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 suggest that you don't just um, go for electric mm. just because you want to go green, but do it when it makes sense. You know, f- financially as I, well. I was
0: going to ask if always mm. is doing this for financial reasons or whether it's because of its ESG. Yeah, requirements?
1: Well, it's both. Right. Uh, we've proved it in the last two years that they're able to save money, uh, you know, with mm. going electric. I mean... The, the the analogy being the electric vehicle itself is a lot more expensive right uh, there's 40 percent of import duties mm. levied on the cost of an electric vehicle but the running costs are so much lower so mm. there's if you had to draw a graph between that and just the kilometers we, you do there's a certain crossover point where because of the running cost being much lower the entire solution mm. becomes cheaper to run on a total cost of ownership
0: despite level, the taxes
1: Despite the taxes so that's exactly mm. so the reason why why Woolworths didn't with, you know, with a wand just kind mm-hmm. of uh, change the entire fleet to be electric is because they needed to make sure that operationally it, it doesn't fall over. But financially, it makes That's sense. Exactly. So they only went with the fleet the, or the vehicles in their fleet that, yeah. that do enough amount of kilometers. And then also technically, it just made sense. Um, yeah.
0: Just as an aside, um, we, we've seen the motoring industry being heavily critical of the government over the, the, yeah. the import taxes on electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, there's been a lot of criticism of the Minister of Trade Industry and Competition for not moving faster to deal with this issue. In your view, if that disparity between um, ICE vehicles and EVs didn't exist, in other words, if EVs were not being taxed so mm-hmm. highly, to what extent do you think corporate South Africa would, have, would be adopting EVs more than they are today?
1: I think a, a whole lot more. Um, I, I almost think that you would have had mass adoption of electric mobility already. And even with load shedding. Even, even with load shedding. Because I think once you've been in these electric vehicles and you actually see the efficiencies of, of the vehicle, yeah. not, not just for a commercial fleet, mm. but also for you and I day to day, just the efficiencies for urban driving. Yeah. Um, I think it would be a no-brainer that that somebody would would move electric. I think it's it's the import duties that are de- a deterrent, but also it's the charging infrastructure. Yeah. Yes, they have been growing over time. Um you will hear that there's maybe about 250 chargers countrywide as we speak yeah. right now. But I think if if government moved on the import duties and reduction of those, even the infrastructure side would pick up because it wouldn't be a case of uh, charging infrastructure uh, providers, building the infrastructure Mm. and hoping that they will come. It would be guaranteed that the people will come in they will mass ad- mass yeah. adopt adopt okay. this so i mean i, I almost want to say i understand why um the the f- policy framework was sort of set up that the the way that it was in the past because it was for the protection of our manufacturing base of ICE vehicles in the country etc right. but i think we we need to now move to a point where we realize that the markets that we do, export to mm. South Africa, uh, being Europe and, and the UK, etc., have said that they do not want internal combustion engines uh, post-2030, a lot of those markets. Mm. So it's no longer a choice whether government wants to to go electric. It's you, you're going to uh, erode your, yeah. your export base uh, just in this industry. We just need more yeah. speed. We need speed. We need decisions to us. be made uh, yeah. quicker.
0: Yeah. Uh, my understanding is that when this was introduced about 20 years ago in the early 2000s uh that it was it was done to um to tax golf carts
1: yes as or electric shavers or just it was seen as a luxury good and <laughs> exactly that's why, it's a
0: luxury good yeah. and therefore it must attract the maximum the ad valorem import. taxes exactly all of that yeah and the market yeah. has changed but yeah. the policy hasn't mm. interesting it's um, very interesting um, now you're yeah. working with a company called dsv in in uh, with Woolworths. so who is dsv and what's the relationship there
1: yeah, so DSV is the logistics partner for, for Woolworths. Okay. Uh, and so we work with both DSV. We're almost like a subcontractor to DSV, oh. who then are contracted to Woolworths to provide for all their... Um, DSV
0: is quite a big logistics company. I've huge I've seen uh, their brand around town. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, huge. Uh, yeah, I think they're Danish uh, Incorporated. and uh, Oh, okay. Quite a big uh, they're a global company. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: okay. And um, just to understand the logistics, logistics probably not a good word in this context, yes. but to understand, um, uh, just for, should I have a clearer picture? These 41 vehicles <laughs> that are currently in the fleet, are they, are they being charged at one location overnight? Are they all over the country? Um, how do you manage that side of things? I mean, do, do these vehicles get returned to stores to some central depot? Mm-hmm
1: so as a start just where we are in electric mobility in the country we our business model is to provide a full maintenance lease uh, okay. to our clients so we provide the vehicle the charging infrastructure the internet of things layer and the maintenance all in to take the headache out of the you know out of adopting electric mobility sure. so i've mentioned that some of them are in in cape town and some of these vehicles are actually in in okay. johannesburg yes so um they, they are then charged, the Joburg ones will be charged in one location oh. over overnight or during the day, depending on, you know, how, how you do that. But that IoT layer also is able to sort of optimize yeah. the charging, right? And that was like, let's say, step one for the business just, just to get the electric mobility going. But what we see, we are seeing now is that if um, the next part would be to increase our infrastructure around certain rings, let's say, within Hannesburg where mm-hmm. if uh, a Woolworths vehicle leaves let's say the airport area and goes out to Eastgate or you know Southgate mm. or whatever there's a charger there it be um, a uh, yeah so yes. they could they could charge there and then come back to base or they could use any other charger with our expanding infrastructure mm-hmm. around Gauteng and, and Cape Town um, then they would be able to use the other chargers so yeah. um, that is how we are managing it for now but I mean I suppose for 41 vehicles it's still quite easy but I mean we as are thinking grows, about it as it grows, when you've got a thousand vehicles, you need to sort of, you know, decentralize where the grids, the charging yeah. grids are just also to, to optimize for load shedding and, and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, we've seen some companies, I know we, we cover the uh, tech central. we cover tech, IT yeah. and data centers particularly are looking at wheeling arrangements where yes. they yeah. source power from solar farms in the Northern Cape mm-hmm. or the Eastern Cape, wind farms as well, and then wheel that across the ESCOM grid um, so that they meet their um, carbon emission requirements, et cetera, et cetera. Is that something... um that you guys have looked at it all, is, is wheeling an option for your business? Most
1: definitely. We always say that if the, if, if wheeling becomes, you know, legal and anybody can get a license, etc., we will be one of the biggest off takers of, of that renewable energy coming from from those things. I think the one thing that we haven't touched on is even though we do use the grid mm-hmm. to to power our vehicles at times, yeah. we, you know, we use the sun or we use the grid, we also purchase what they call renewable energy certificates which means uh, you you buy in bulk, um, you know, the, the the right to use and offset. Carbon green, credits. Yeah, well, it, uh, there's a, a little bit of a difference between carbon credits and renewable okay. energy certificates where even though I'm charging off the grid, I've purchased a bulk number of renewable energy certificates, which means the Actual electricity that I'm using mm-hmm. in my vehicles is offset, mm-hmm. and I can then um, then say it's designated and it was used from a solar farm. We've chosen right. a solar farm out in the Northern Cape to ensure that our solution is green. So even though we're charging off the grid, the electricity mm-hmm. that we are using is uh, we off we offset with. Rex.
0: And does it make sense for you to uh, to to have battery storage um, in your facilities as well? Because obviously at night, when I imagine a lot of these vehicles yeah, are, the are parked, yeah. is at night when the sun isn't shining. So you're not getting that energy directly from the sun. Are you able to, is it financially feasible to store that energy and then charge up the vehicles with the stored energy from battery? Until
1: now um I wouldn't say it's feasible because of the, you, you know the cost of of battery <laughs> storage uh, it, it, only too well <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know so it, it would really put a strain on 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 the business case, but mm. we have seen the prices of batteries coming down mm. uh, and I think maybe over time it would be uh, you know a, an option for us for us to do that. Mm. but the moment wheeling becomes a thing, then you know we we can then just um, to, you know, rely more that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for now, you know, we, we have to rely on the sun and to keep also the price as, the cost right. as low as possible. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, I want to explore a little bit more on the IoT side of things and the telematics side of things. Um, you, you can actually do a lot with this, this technology remotely. Yeah. For example, you can you can govern the speed of the vehicles yeah, exactly. uh, and other things. Just take maybe take us through some of the cool things that uh, that you're able to do remotely with these cars or mm-hmm. these so, panel vans rather.
1: Yes, it's it's very exciting for us. So we are able to throttle the ve- the vehicles remotely actually the Woolies vehicles just for interest sake, we've throttled them by 40% because if you've ever been in an electric vehicle, it's instant torque yeah. so you almost fly off. Oh, they're lovely to drive. They're, yeah. they're mm-hmm. really great to drive so uh, we've had to pull back a little bit to save on our tyres but but also to, to save on, you know, increase our range of, mm-hmm. of the vehicle. So you're able to do that. You're also able to monitor um, the quality of power that's coming into your vehicle. So a lot of the times we find that after periods of load shedding, if you connect your vehicle, the, your your charger might might go down and and not restart again when the electricity comes back, say we are charging overnight. So yeah. we are able to sort of manage that um, remotely and we then uh, can, can start a charge remotely. Um, the other thing that we're able to do, we're able to sort of, um, Manage the time of use of, mm-hmm. of of the power that our our clients use. So, between four and let's say seven, electricity is at, is at the most expensive for them. So even if they they do put a gun to you know into the vehicle to try and mm-hmm. charge the vehicle, we will not start the charge until. It's much cheaper to to do oh, so okay. after seven. So we're able to sort of uh, manage for those kind of things right. with, the, with the IT layer. Okay, yeah.
0: great. Yeah. And then lastly, um, you've said that you are now in the growth phase of yes. your business. Uh, maybe take us through what that's going to look like. Where do you see this business going in the next three to five years?
1: So, I mean, if you look at the universe of the fleets in in South Africa, we're talking in the Hundreds in the thousands uh, of of units that mm. are currently running I- in the country. I mean, so th- that is that is sort of the market that that we are targeting. Uh, I mean, if we have to go back towards as as a business as well, they have uh, growth uh, plans to go into KZN mm. and and and, and etc. So there's that, but there's also us bringing other. Um, types of vehicles into our network, say the bigger vehicles and even smaller into the sedans, the hatchbacks Mm. for for us to grow even, you know, the offering that the the business would be able to, to, to take out there into, you know, into the market. So we really see that right now we might be at about a hundred or just over a hundred vehicles on South African roads with different clients, but we see that really growing Mm. uh, first in fleet also, you know, Probably someday we'll move from being a business to business entity mm. to being B two C, uh, and growing um, in that way. But we 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 really our focus is really electric mobility as mm. a service.
0: Amazing, yeah, great. Uh, let me attempt your name again. India, Maga India Margaret, Gela. Thank you. is co CEO and uh, sorry, co founder and CEO of. Everlectric, Uh, what is your website address, by the way?
1: It's www.everlectric.co.za.
0: Great. India, thank you so much for talking to Tech Central.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Appreciate it. Thanks.